Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Lamplight Podcast, a podcast created by two Christian creators, hoping to provide a strong incentive to inspire others. Thank you for joining us as we discuss our journey with Christ as well as the challenges that come with it. Matthew 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We hope that through us you are inspired to let your light shine and be the glimmer in the dark that God made you to be. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lamplight Podcast. We're glad you joined us today. Yeah, um, we're back again with uh, a new season, should we call it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, one of the things we wanted to do was sort of um, change it up a bit more. So, um, but before that, I'm going to let Joy introduce uh, our topic we're going to be talking about today. So, today mm. we're going to be talking about depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, we thought about a guest to have on this. Yeah. I was going to say show. On this podcast <laughs> on show, episode. Yeah. yeah. And in thinking about it, we have decided <laughs> to have Miranda on. If you guys don't know Miranda, mm. actually, well, she can tell you about herself. Yeah. Uh, so, Miranda, <laughs> welcome. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. We thank do you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, short introduction. My name is Miranda, mm-hmm. and I am a freelance photographer, videographer. I do have um, a channel on YouTube where we just hold uh, conversations affecting people of color. Go subscribe. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah. It's called uh, In Tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and right now we're just working on a segment called For the Black Child. So it's mostly about just addressing things that black people, uh, or black children go through when they're younger yeah. and how that stuff can affect them as they get older. But that's all for a quick introduction there. Yeah. What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, I love, oh. actually, I love making music, but Good I haven't question. done that in a yeah, but I do love making music. Anything creativity-wise, like okay. whether it's writing poetry, mm. um, photography, whatever it is that can just kind of get my mind away from like mm-hmm. reality. That's mm-hmm. usually what I love doing. Like just listening to music, dancing around the house. I'm not a great dancer, but <laughs> I am to myself. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> Would you say you're passionate about mental health? Yes, mm. I would say I am. Reason being, I have personally um, had my own experiences with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't done a great job at healing myself because I've been more so driven about healing other people or just mm-hmm. listening to other people. Yeah. Um, and that tends to happen a lot where you can neglect yourself trying to help everyone else. But um, I think because I experienced it, Mm. It definitely is what makes me passionate about just kind of starting those conversations. I may not know how to fix them, but yeah. mostly just opening up a space for everyone to talk about what they're going through without yeah. belittling people's experiences or um, pushing them to the side and saying, oh, you know, your experience from mine is not the same. Everyone does this stuff differently. What's big to me might not be big to you, but it's big yeah. to me, so it's important. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely I am passionate about it. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So in saying that, that's that's the reason we've decided to have Miranda on the show. Look, why do I keep saying show? Podcast. Look, show, podcast. I'm it one day. Whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we now have to do a show because you keep saying a show. Yeah, I will. Speak it into Jesus' name. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to start by just giving you guys the aim of the discussion just because from there we can move forward yeah. so we have three aims i'll read them out mm. one is to become aware of um people who are dealing with depression like become aware of their life what's in their head and stuff like that of course we understand it is different for each individual but just to be aware because there are ways that we can block <laughs> some an individual's growth through things through the things that we say mm. um so yeah just being more aware of that and aware of the things that we could be saying too, um, which is 
the next part as well giving insight into the ways the church has wronged its people or the culture because yeah. we're all africans sitting here so uh yeah our culture plays a really huge role in understanding depression and anxiety yeah. as well that's very true so giving insight into that and how we the next generation can be that difference mm. the third one is understanding that you can love god and deal with depression and anxiety the presence of god does not equal the absence of trials because they will come anyways mm. it's in the way that we deal with them yeah so in saying that let us start with actually i'll just give a quick di- disclaimer mm. about that yeah we are not health professionals when we don't no we are not <laughs> <laughs> But everything that we'll be sharing will be from life experiences, yeah, from yeah. what we have seen and heard around. So don't take our word for it. Don't mm. take everything as you know as face value. If you are struggling right now with depression and anxiety, we do encourage you to seek help. Yeah, um, professional def- help. Professional help. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely different. see a counselor when yeah. you can. Quick tip. Damn, I don't know. I was gonna say all this. Okay. Quick tip. <laughs> Yeah. that a friend gave me was if you go to see your um your doctor just in case it's cor- it's corona times it's 2020 <laughs> honestly we might all need this corona is still around but a friend told me that you know when you go see a doctor you can speak to your doctor and he can refer you to seeing a counselor you can get like 10 free sessions oh i, think. I didn't know that was so interesting. there you go if you go to uni i guess you can also see your um uni one but you know Therapy is all about finding the right match. So if you don't find the right match, I think the yeah. the first option is definitely a better one. That's good. But yeah, that's good. Okay, all now right. let's go. Mm. So dealing with depression and anxiety as a Christian, let's start by talking about the negative stereotypes that are around. You can talk about culture as well because mm-hmm. you know we're black too. Yeah. But just about yeah, the negative stereotypes, how we can downplay it and. Yeah. The shame that people feel as well. All right. Over to you guys. Yeah, I would guess when I go first. <laughs> um, yeah. The the negative um, stereotypes when it yeah. comes to depression. Uh, what I heard and what I experienced is either you are weak, or you're giving way to the devil. Mm. Um, you're not trusting God. Yeah. Um, you're just like attracting negativity like you're literally welcoming it into your life why do you meditate on it why do you think about it yeah stuff like that um i know that there was a time where i tried to open up to someone that i was i mean it took a while for me to even feel like comfortable to Mm. tell someone like a spiritual leader that i was depressed yeah because i felt like there was so much shame in it yeah. And I feel like there was just never a space that was created for yeah. you to open up about that stuff. But the reason why I opened up, it wasn't for attention. It was because I was suffering and I didn't know how yeah. to get out of the space that I was in. So it was yeah. more out of desperation yeah. when I decided to open up to someone. Okay. And I remember them just saying that, you know, like you're demon possessed. Oh wow. Because depression is a demonic spirit. Wow. So why don't you pray about it? Why don't you exercise faith? Mm-hmm. So then I started feeling like depression is my fault. So it's up to me to fix it. Yeah. Mm. So now instead of feeling like okay, I could go to church and talk to someone, I felt like there's no need because mm. it's just me being weak. Why yeah. do I need to talk about it? But I feel like that did kind of create a, a gap, in a sense, between my relationship with God. Yeah. Because I wasn't relying on Him. I was relying on me to fix my issues. Then I can go to God when I'm clean. Yeah. When I'm clean. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't go to God if I'm depressed. I have to fix my issues. I have to pray these demons away. Yeah. Then I can go to God. Yeah. That wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I was suffering. And I remember... Um, there was like a testimony that I made. But I remember literally... Because obviously, suicide... If you're a Christian, that's a sin. So I remember I attempted twice. And Mm. then afterwards with like being told that don't even think about suicide. That's demonic. That's this. It got to a point every single day I would pray and ask God to just not wake me up the next day. Because I thought if I can't kill myself, why don't you just take me? Yeah. Yeah. And 
because I was like, if I can't go to God, then I'm depressed. If I can't, you know, it's me allowing demons. So then I just need to get away. Mm-hmm. So I remember literally I would pray the night. I'll go to bed and be like, God, if you love me, do not wake me up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of life. I can't deal with this stuff. And mm-hmm. the next day, I, I hated waking up the next day. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, well, I'm still here. Great. Another day to deal with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because of the way that I was addressed, like being told either you are like in faith, you are uh, demon possessed, you're allowing spirits around you to like give you that sadness or whatever. It made me feel like I had a problem and that the problem had to be fixed by me. And then I was like, what's the point of the church? Yeah. So why am I coming if I can't like get help or get some kind of counseling or whatever and i feel like it's because of people's own ideologies how they see mental health and sometimes in zen they say you're you're mentally unstable like you're crazy yeah if you say you're depressed you're crazy you're just crazy exactly you have no hold on your mind yeah so then it just means that you're weak and when you think of it that way who wants to be weak everyone wants to be strong of course so i started walking this earth like i was a g i was like i'm fine i know i was suffering in private but i was i was just always trying to just like gather enough strength and just get by each day because i was like i'm tough right i'm strong i can do this but i definitely wasn't leaning on god because that's not what i was being taught to do yeah it was more so a spirit that i had to get rid of yeah so for me yeah with those negative stereotypes it, it doesn't help if it's in the church it actually pulls people away from god than to yeah. god no, if you yeah. go to the wrong people yeah, yeah. as you were saying that i realized the lack of knowledge mm. that we have within the churches yeah. even the churches themselves they don't know a whole lot about jesus and the bible and i say that confidently yeah. because you mentioned something about um how they said, don't have suicidal depressions, don't think this, don't think that. But the people in the Bible, you know, like David and stuff that suffered with mm. depression, obviously they didn't use that term. Yeah. It was coined much later. But they had situ I've read verses in the Bible where it actually says that they said, you know, God, just take my life away, take yeah. me away. Mm. And the reason why I say a lack of knowledge is because those, you know, like people like David were seen as um, a man after God's own heart, you know, like God yeah. really put them, put yeah. them on a pedestal. Like That's he true. truly loved each and every one of them yeah. that did. Um, but yeah, I'm just surprised that people would say stuff like that when it's it's actually happened in the Bible. Like yeah. people have experienced that in the Bible, which shows that yeah, we will too mm-hmm. at some stage as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, yeah, just hearing what you guys are saying about you know people. Like it's there. Like you know, when we when we're preparing to talk about this, I'm not gonna lie and say I I, I had gone before looking for it. Um, you know, because depression for me it's you know when we we're talking before, I was saying that you know, um, I've, I've never been quick to use that word right mm-hmm. because I've always felt like people that have actually gone through it. Uh, I felt like it was undermining to people that have actually gone through something because obviously I've had my own hardships in life. But I was, I've never been quick to call those things like, oh, I was depressed, you know what I mean? Because I've always looked at it as a, as a, as a, like a much more, I don't know, like it's much more serious, right? But also that, that maybe is due to the lack of knowledge. But what you guys were saying about, um, it's there, like it's in the Bible. Like when we're getting ready for this, when I was getting ready for this, I'm, I'm seeing all these examples. Like you mentioned King David, you know, um, and he talks about, yeah, like he was, you know, he had a, he had a lot. Like he, he was blessed, right? Um, in, in some in some instances, so it's like, why, you know, and he, and he still felt depressed. So, so it's like these examples are there. So then why people and why are people not um, like like you going to your to your pastor or your church leader or something and asking for help? Why are they not open to having that conversation? And I think, um, especially within the African culture, there is a stigma of like. Like what you were saying before being called crazy or you know and i think it's just i feel like a lot of people um maybe not a lot but some they know what it is but it's just a tough conversation to have you know what i mean it's like i don't know how to help you so instead of 
um, you know, actually trying to figure out with you what we can do together, I'm just going to say, trust God. You know what I mean? Because that's the Christian thing to say. Yeah. Like if I say trust God, I can never be wrong. Like how can you tell me I'm wrong? I actually say, feel bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like even yeah. in your case, like if somebody says to you, trust God, <laughs> you know, and you're like, you want to be like, yeah, but I need more. Yeah, but then you start to feel like, you start to feel like, yeah, but maybe they're right because yeah. we should be trusting God. That's, yeah. the, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But then there's not much more that they're doing as far as like being practical, like then and there, right? If somebody came to you and said, I'm depressed and I've thought about ending it mm-hmm. and you say to them, trust God, you might never see that person again tomorrow. Yeah. Not because their lack of trust in God, but it's just because they needed, that could have been, like that could have been God saying to you then and there, this person is about to be over the edge. Mm-hmm. I need you to do something then and there for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could have been God speaking or trying to reach out to you and say, they've come to you, they need help. I'm using you to, you know what I mean? So I think it's dismissive when leaders or people, whoever you talk to within the church say, um, trust God. Because it's it's either one, they don't know what to do, mm-hmm. or two, they, you know, it's just like a fear of like, some people don't want the responsibility of having to help yeah. somebody mm-hmm. especially with depression mm-hmm. um i feel like we as christians we go around you know saying that we yeah we're not willing to help but when it comes to things like that i feel like some, for some people that's like a limit you know it's like yeah but it, i don't know what to do i don't even know what depression is especially within the african culture mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's really interesting but also i feel like for me um i wanted to know exactly what the word itself Um, depression means so I looked it up I've got the definition and it says characterized depression is um, characterized by persistent sadness and lack of interest or um, pleasure in previously rewarding or enjoyable activities can I say something so So that's Google's definition uh as someone who has been through it Miranda how would you define it that's a good question. That's yeah, a great question. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, yeah, I would say it, it kind of goes along with what you're saying, where it's like a period of just deep sadness, mm-hmm. where you know you're just low, and it's it feels like your spirit is weighed down. Yeah, it's not where you would like it to be. Yeah. And um, even when I did research as well, it, it actually goes into like a chemical imbalance within the brain or something like that. So sometimes it's probably deeper than just the physical stuff. Of like, yeah. oh, I'm just, I feel sad, but it's something causes those emotional feelings that you have. Um, but yeah, I would say for me personally, it's when I notice that my spirit is not well. I just feel very weighed down. Like, yeah. I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I wake up, I feel tired. Yeah. I have no interest in the day. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't yeah. want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I just want to be alone. And even me talking to God is difficult. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's when I know that Miranda, something is not okay with mm-hmm. you. Because yeah. your usual yeah. self, even mm-hmm. if you wake up tired, you have energy to be like, you know what? I can get through this yeah. day. It's not even about drinking coffee. It's about yeah. the fact that you literally, you, you don't have the energy, like your, your yeah. spirit is so low mm-hmm. yeah. and that's how I know. But I just wanted to mention another thing when you were talking about, um, you know, when you asked the question of the negative stereotypes, mm. I just remembered there was a time where um, I opened up to that same person and they were like, the reason why you said there must be something you're not doing right in your life. Like, are you currently sinning? Did you do wow. this? Did you... So yeah. I ended up feeling like anytime I get depressed, it's like a punishment from God because yeah, I did something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was something that I just remembered. And it was so many ways, like you're saying, people yeah. don't want that commitment. No. Because dealing yeah. with someone's mental health, it's mm-hmm. a long thing. It's a lot. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. It takes yeah. time. And not, not many people are committed mm-hmm. to taking someone else under yeah. their wing and saying, I'm going to help you heal. I'm going to help you step by step because mental health is not fixed by a a week of therapy. Yeah. It's a step by step because it's a whole journey to even get where you are mentally. Mm -hmm. So trying to break those things that go back to your childhood, that takes a long time for someone to be mentally pure or or clear or whatever it is. So I think sometimes within the churches, 
instead of taking time actually trying to figure out what is causing it yeah i would rather just maybe blame it on you maybe you're doing something that's not right yeah. and yeah. i remember i was told so many things either maybe you should get more involved in the church then you won't have so much idle time to be depressed <laughs> Wow. So then I was like, okay, yeah. so I'm, I'm not as involved. But even when I was involved in the church, I was still depressed. Mm-hmm. So I said, how can it go away? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm serving yeah. in the church. And sometimes I'll be like, I don't, I would literally look back and be like, what have I done in the last couple of days? Did I do something sinful? Mm. What, what, what's happening in my life? But I feel like when you gave the example of King David, you understand that like, yeah. it's a part of life. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, David, you can't even say, "Oh, he was treated because David wasn't serving in the kingdom of God." Like, no. Yeah, yeah, like, he was. You know he was. I mean? a, we can't yeah. use that as an ex- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was. A, he was a, yeah. And he, he was, was a man up. after God's heart. So you, you could actually think and be like, someone who was loved so much by God, how can yeah. he be depressed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can that happen? How can he be mentally unstable to a point where he's wishing death upon himself? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's when you know that, like understanding that it's a part of life it it, it happens yeah. but if you can lean on god and know that god's love doesn't decrease because you're depressed yeah no. that's where you should be even reaching out to him more yeah and what i loved about king david is he expressed it he didn't suppress mm. it we are told to suppress it yeah you're not meant to deal with depression you're not meant to give it yet when you speak about it people think you're giving it power yeah so don't talk about it that's, and that's the thing I love about King David is he mm. was so vulnerable in the Bible. He would express everything. Yeah. Everything he's dealing with, he would say it. And that's kind of where I got to. I was like, you know what? I shouldn't just always feel like every time I talk to God, that's it's to always mm. praise him. It's always, that's true. Yeah. And it's like, God is a father. Yeah. You have to go to him. God, I'm not okay right now. Yeah. I can't really get any energy to do anything. Yeah. I need help. I need encouragement. I need this and that. So that's what you learn, especially from King. That's why I love King David. His, yeah. his vulnerability is what I respect the most. Mm. Because in the churches, no one, especially specific churches, no one wants to be that vulnerable. No. No one wants to be. Everyone's yeah. tough and strong. The pastors, no pastor will go up and tell you, oh, I'm depressed right now. Yeah. yeah. Because he thinks that I'm, I'm strong. I'm meant to be that leader, that person. Yeah. But I feel like for me, with King David being a leader himself and still being able to be vulnerable, yeah. that's what I respect the most. And then you look at that as an example. Like he's a, he, he, he's, he was a child of God. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. If he can run to God and tell God, God, I'm frustrated at life. Yeah. I'm angry. I'm this. I can go to God. Because sometimes we feel very guilty expressing those emotions to God. Like, no, I can't. I can't tell God I'm angry. Mm. I can't yeah. tell God I feel hurt by this thing that happened. Mm. I just have to have faith. So yeah. then, what is faith? That's pretty. Yeah, I feel like we don't good. understand what faith is. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, I just have a great, great point that I thought about. Um, you know, why you were saying what you were saying. Like, I think that speaks to a lack of a support system. Mm-hmm. In, you know. Um, in your life through like you know where you expect to find it you know probably the most right because obviously it's you know family as well but if, if certain things are, um, are happening within that context as well then it's like who do you run to yeah. and then it's like if it's church because you you feel like oh you know everybody in my church you know or like that's where i'm supposed to go to to so you know what i mean yeah. so that speaks to a lack of like support system and i was looking at this and it says it gives an example of job you know, and I, we know like the story of Job. Like Job probably suffered, you know, a great deal. Yeah. And he talks about like during his suffering, his own wife, you know, said to him, "I used to hold on to integrity, curse God, and die." Now that's an extreme as as far as like, you know, the people in your life are not really saying to you, mm. you know, curse God and die. Yeah. But what they are doing instead of saying i'm gonna stand by you and and seek out a solution it's like you know do this instead but that thing is 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 leading you down the wrong way mm. you know what i mean so it's not as extreme as like god's wife no no god's wife job's <laughs> wife <laughs> god doesn't you know that's you know yeah, what i'm trying to say yeah. job you know job's wife yeah. saying to him curse god and die right mm-hmm. um but it's the same it's like the like I'm sure that he probably expected to to find more comfort within you know what I mean like his wife if there's anyone you can count on when you're going through a, a tragic time and you feel like I'm married right you know I got the wrong the right person you know what I mean we good and and the person comes to you and like mate you're still hanging on 
just just let it go you know you know it's just like it's the same i see it as, as, as the same i said like this this might be an extreme example as far as like what's being said here but i feel like it speaks to the lack of like a support system when you need uh, it the most okay. in in terms of like you know people you know if somebody's going through depression um so i just thought it was interesting how these examples like i'm looking through everything that i've you know um that i've got here and it's like i'm learning so much just from knowing that there's so many examples of people that have you know been depressed in yeah. in the bible it's just it's there mm-hmm. so somebody can't give you the excuse of like um you know the bible doesn't say anything about depression or the bible doesn't mention depression yeah, i don't mention it but but there's examples of yeah. people you know because if we look at the definition even though it's not a biblical um you know the definition has nothing to do with the bible but based on the definition all these examples align with yeah. what the definition is saying yeah, so um yeah so i, I think just want to say to yeah. anybody that is listening to this podcast right now if you have a church that's telling you yeah, do this and then yeah. what am I trying to say? You mentioned something about um and I'm not coming at the churches, okay? I ain't coming at the churches. No, but, but some churches yeah, we go do, in the bit. We but, do need to come for the churches that are saying those things. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to come for them. You're but to I know you're trying to be humble. But we need to come for them because that's not it. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to get at is um there are some people that are preaching such like I'm passionate about the gospel and I'm passionate about people that are receiving the wrong kind of gospel just because it really does shift a lot in terms of your work with Christ and your relationship with him and it can hinder the growth, the process and some people we could be stopping them right in their tracks. Y'all need to read the book of Psalms because there is so much in there, like you said, description of being sad and you know in deep distress and stuff or even saying you know like god why have you forsaken me even the doubt is there guys the doubt is there for people who believe god every single time except that moment and what i'm trying to say is read your bibles (laughs) basically (laughs) read your bibles (laughs) i'm only saying that because um entering into once you have decided to take christ as your lord and savior and accept him into your life and whether through baptism or you've said it verbally what i'm trying to say is god will has never promised us in the bible there's no way that he's promised us that in this world it's going to be amazing it's going to be one joy ride where has he said that all he said is you will have peace in heaven when i come back to when i return here on earth you know and now wipe away all of your tears what does that mean they will be tears yeah right so all i'm trying to say is in this world there will be so much trouble. I think there's even a verse that says that in this world there will be trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And what God is, I love that because I feel like God Himself is acknowledging that I know that there's a lot of pain in this world. I know there's a lot of brokenness in this world. I know you're gonna go through hard times, you will, but there will be joy when I come back and I return and take you to heaven with me. So, all I'm saying is. Just, just focus on the right kind of gospel. Be yeah. aware of what is being preached within your churches because somebody who's telling you that this is happening because you did this five years ago or you did this two minutes ago because you sinned. No, God is not that kind of God who's going to punish you for what you've done and give you sadness yeah. willingly. Yeah, no. That's crazy to me. That's not the God that I know. So no. we, we all need to get on the train of the real God because there's too many God god's being preached out here mm. and it's all wrong speak on it <laughs> so that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i'll just good. add on um when you were talking about support systems mm. it's interesting how i learned to depend on god mm. because with like stuff that happened in my childhood and then like growing up being a teenager moving here mm. dealing with like racism dealing with like some kind of bullying dealing yeah. with mm. so many different things yeah Everyone that I depended on to be my support, meaning family, mm. everyone let me down. And friends. Yeah. Right? To a point that I literally got to a point where I said, like, there's literally no one you can trust. I had to get to a point where I had no one to then know that God was there every single time. That's I literally good, yeah. learned that family is going to let you down. 
friends are gonna let you down mm. and that's why like my confidence now is so much in god in a way that's unexplainable yeah Damn. because he proved and that's the thing i'll say because for me personally i i wasn't raised by christian parents my parents were not christians okay um they worship whatever they worship but they're not christians yeah my grandmother was a christian but it wasn't in it we only went to church when we were at my grandma's oh, okay but outside of that it was nothing yeah but the funny thing is i feel like when i look back at my life i've seen god pulling me to him in every instance of my life yeah. meaning even how i started going to church because i i was the first person that started going to church outside of my family because oh. like i realized i don't know what drew me but i realized of course i'm not gonna always be at my grandma's mm. but funny thing is in my neighborhood a new methodist church opened mm. and i was just like i'm gonna go there yeah but even though um moving here i kind of fumbled i was like okay i still went to church but mm-hmm. i wasn't that deep with god mm-hmm. like it wasn't like that but the thing is i was dealing with so much stuff yeah. like heavy stuff mm-hmm. and so it was the combination of my childhood and then my teenage years yeah. and that's why i just kind of got to a point where i said okay like is there anything more that life can do to me right now that's too much mm. but i felt so let down by everyone that i thought i could trust yeah. everyone that i thought could you know support me when i would tell my parents about racism they never had my back it was you 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 are the problem you are this mm. to a point i got frustrated and i said who has my back and yeah god was like i'm here mm. i have your back yeah and the thing yeah. is for me when i look back at my life especially the two moments that um i almost committed suicide I saw God like when I reflected afterwards mm-hmm. I saw God's hand in it. And it's like I didn't know the word that day. For me to go and read the Bible for, I yeah. didn't know it. But it's like God manifested his word and I didn't know it. Yeah. In my life. So I see the love of God is so strong for me. I don't even know why. There are many times when I'm praying to God and I'm like, I don't know why you love me, but the way you've loved me is like next level intense. Because everyone else let me down but you proved yourself to me. I didn't even ask God prove yourself that you love. He proved himself yeah. willingly yeah. so that I may always be confident in his love for me. Yeah. So for me when it comes to support, I don't know if it's like I had to be let down to realize that God loved me. I wouldn't say that God made people let me down. Yeah. But yeah. he took advantage of the fact that people let me down so he now showed himself that I'm your creator. Mm-hmm. I made you so I value you so much. Yeah. Than people that you put your trust into that they're going to yeah. love you the right way, they're going to treat you the right yeah. way. So for me I'll say that God proved himself to me that he cared for me and that he loved me. And even nowadays like when you have moments where you kind of feel worthless and you kind of feel like you have no value it's like I can't really allow that voice to be so strong because I always go back to yeah. but if I was such a trashy person why would God go through so much length to make sure I don't die Mm. Mm. Like why would he keep me on this earth if yeah. I was useless if no. I was worthless cuz yeah. those are words that I grew up hearing yeah. or being told that you're useless you're worthless you, you, you small things like that or big things whichever but I grew up <laughs> believing that that I had no worth and that I had no value yeah. but God proved the opposite for me and I I still to this day I cannot explain why God loves me like that moments I'm like I'm the biggest mess up you can think of But I'm like then why why does he yeah, do this why yeah. does he keep me on this earth why does he fight for me the way he fights for me mm-hmm. so deep, I would huh? say with me not finding the support that I wanted it drew me closer to God and yeah. I had to kind of let go of the fact that I need people wow oh wow so you, have your expectations on people been dropped in some kind of way Yes, but not in a like a egotistic type oh, of way. Okay. Not like I don't need you. Yeah. But I understand that people are people. Yeah. They're going to let mm. you down. When you do with your parents letting you down, yeah. the first people you know when you get on yeah, this earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know that people are people. Oh. Yeah. People are going to let you down sometimes when you have these high expectations of them. So how I feel now, it's not so much like a egotistic like I don't need my parents. I don't yeah. I understand that they mess up. Mm. But God doesn't mess up. Yeah. They change. Yeah. But God doesn't change. Yeah. So I don't put my whole self like my how can I word it? I don't put my own well-being in the hands of anyone anymore. 
I used to mm. where I was like I wanted to be loved by my parents. I desperately wanted to be loved by my parents. Yeah. When I was young, I would do anything to make my parents happy, but they were never happy. Mm. Everything I did, there would be an error, there would be a problem. Mm. Yeah. But mm. I, and that's why even I got to a point where I felt like I had to work for God's love as well. Because oh, I was yeah. so used to working for love oh. for my parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. But wow. God literally shows you I I if I loved you when you were a mess, mm. I clearly don't need you to work for me to love you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, God's love is just—it's a very—you can't explain it. It's something you can't like say. God loves me because He loves you because. He yeah, does. you know he what? That's does. a great point. That's actually true. <laughs> we can say we love God because. Yeah, yeah, but you can't say it the other way, because you can't really pick. You God know. has no reason to love yeah, you. Yeah, you can't he just pick. Loves you yeah, as you are, literally. That makes a lot of sense. I never, I never thought about it like that, but um. Yeah, thank you for saying all because I it's Thanks. given me a new um sort of perspective when you when you said about um like what you just said about God loves you just because I mean I've always heard it, right? But when you put it in the like in the context, context that you put it it makes so much sense um yeah. because yeah, like we can't name things about ourselves that will be so like yeah, I mean God, yeah. You, God, I know why. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? I mean, if there's somebody out there doing that, man, then God, God bless your nothing, heart. There's nothing new to God, though. Like, yes. He created you. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He like, God loves because He gave me the voice to sing. Yeah. You know what it is? You know what it is? This is probably such a terrible analogy or, like, example. But it's like, if your mom bought you clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And you put on those clothes, right? And then you... You know, you walk out the room or something, or you go somewhere and you come back and you're like, yeah, man, I mean, I, I make this look, you know, I make this look good. Like I, you know what I mean? Or like you start bragging about the thing that you were given. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense because she's thinking, I gave you that. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, look at these new clothes that I got. It's yes. just the same kind of like thing where it's like, I gave you what you have. You can't then turn around and say to me you know you need me because of the thing that i gave you know what i mean like it yeah. makes no sense yeah. um like you know oh yeah god you know i know why you love me because i'm so talented who made you talented you know so um that make that makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so i mean i feel like in those moments god is probably laughing like oh, all right yeah. and i feel you like it's very <laughs> significant the timing mm. that god showed himself to me because i mean he could have showed himself to me when i was like now I'm going to church I read my bible <laughs> but yeah. no he I feel like it's not a coincidence I feel like he specifically met me at my lowest point mm. to show me because there are some moments where you have insecurities where you're like okay I feel like I'm not doing right by God it's like you know I try to do the right thing then I mess up and yeah. it's like you know how can I you know like does God still love me I keep screwing up da 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 but it's like when he met you at your lowest you were no good mm. but he showed you I love you the way you are so now when you get to a point where you're like trying to work for his love, he's reminding you why. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I showed myself to you when you didn't even know me. Yeah. When you were not praying, you were not reading yeah. your Bible. Yeah. So those things, they don't take or add anything. Yeah. Now that you read your Bible, it doesn't take or add anything because I loved you before you did those things. So because there are moments I find myself kind of performing. You know, I'm trying to keep that love. You know when you've been loved, when yeah. you haven't been loved before, yeah. and then you start experiencing love, you try to keep it, right? So you're trying to do everything like, right I need to keep that love. What and is this? It's not like God. <laughs> God is like, you don't have to keep it. Once I love you, it doesn't shift. I'm mm. not like people. Yeah. People change the way that they love you. Because that's, of maybe the way that you yeah. are changing or whatever. Oh, yeah. People change that. But God is like, look, you can be great, you can be trash. You're mine. Mm-hmm. Mm. You belong to me. Mm-hmm. So I love you whether you are preaching at the pulpit or you're in the club dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's such an I interesting love point. you. That's such an interesting And point. nothing, no season, no yeah. nothing changes that. So I feel like I don't know man. It's like I've for me it's so deep the way that God has loved me through my mm. worst moments. That's the only reason why I can say God loves me. And that's the like that's also the same thing when I look at other people. I never look at people and say, oh, because he's gay or she's gay, mm. God's love is not the same. I was at my worst. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I know that that person is so loved, they just don't know it. Yeah. Because I was at a point where I didn't even think God loved me that much. I was, yeah. I was like, love me for what? 
how can he love me? What is love, eh? Yeah, so God is he's interesting. Yeah, it's like the song, um, it's a, like a really old hill song mm. where the lady says, um, let me figure it out. Oh, she says there's nothing that you can do that will make God love you more. And there's nothing that you have done that will make him close the door. Yeah. Every time Ooh. I hear that. And it rhymes too, come on. Oh, <laughs> that, was <for> <laughs> that was for me actually. I appreciate that. Whoever wrote that lyric, <laughs> I, I want you to know if you're listening to the Lamplight podcast, which you mm. should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I appreciate you for that lyric. But um, that but makes so much sense. That is, that that is deep. There's absolutely nothing that you can do that will make him love you more yeah. than he already does. Because mm-hmm. he already loves you to that to that extent. Yeah. And there's nothing that you can do right now that will make him shut the door. Like God never. Once you've opened that door to him, yeah. he will never just shut the door on you. If that makes sense. Like mm. even if you go so far away from him, and you're living a whole different life than what he has instructed. Yeah. He will never close the door at you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's either you shut the door or you've went far away from the door, but he will never be the one yeah. to actually close that communication because he that's wants it. Like, he yearns for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, man, look, so much uh, has been said and it's all been wonderful. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I'm learning a lot personally. Um, I think I initially came into this just, like I said, like I, I couldn't say, even after reading the, the definition of this, um, definition uh, excuse my pronunciation but <laughs> you know um yeah even after reading it i'm thinking like um i understand what what it means but i can't really say that i've experienced this yeah like you know what it looks like yeah i I've, I, I can say i've probably seen it in some people and probably didn't act on it because of the stigma or something like you know what i mean because mm-hmm. if you're conditioned to be a certain way yeah. You know, it's it's like the it's like the sheep mentality, right? It's like we stick to, you know what I mean? It's like if everybody's like, yeah, he's crazy, then I'm like, oh yeah, he's yeah, crazy he's too. Crazy. You know what I mean? So um, that's I've seen it, but I can't say I've experienced it myself. So going into this, I was like looking to, um, yeah, learn, I guess. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like learn. Yeah. Also see like maybe like what does it? Because we have you know um, having a guest. That's another thing about having a guest as well. It's a different perspective and you know now through uh, Miranda sharing the story I've now been able to 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 I can say that I can identify at least if I go out the, the door today like after this after all of this and I see somebody or if somebody comes to me and they say man I'm, I'm in so depressed you know now I can be like okay let's have this conversation you know uh, I'm more open to having the conversation but I'm also more open to be like you know let's stay in touch we can figure things out yeah um but also i'm more i can see the signs right like I, i'll be able to to identify somebody even without the person saying it to me mm-hmm. because of what you just said um and and the experiences that you've you know you talked about um yeah I can, I'll, I'll be able to to sort of um if i saw somebody extremely sad or if i saw somebody start to miss out on if I was at church and my friend was not showing up one day and I'm like, yo, like he usually never misses church. Like, you know what I mean? Then that could be some of the, the signals and things like that. But it also, I mean, inspired to be the change, right? Because, you you know, it, as far as like the church environment, um, I'm inspired to be the change that, you know, I, I want to see. And I'm sure that all of us in this room would want to see as well as like be the support system, right? Like if that person... Um, asks you know 10 people before finding me right they ask 10 people and they're like yeah and all the people are saying is trust God trust God trust God they're like I need somebody to give me more right when they stumble upon me I feel like I'm gonna be able to say you know what Yeah, yeah I was just having a conversation about this and I don't understand how you feel but I do understand it's a very real thing if you need me to be there to talk, whatever you need, I'm here. You know what I mean? So I think I'm grateful for this conversation. I, just, I like the way you said, I don't yeah. understand how you feel. Yeah, I think it's Because I've never heard that. I've heard people say, I understand how you feel. And I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> you sure you do? Mm. 
you know what i will have to, yeah i have to say i've been guilty of saying i understand how you yeah. feel because i think it's just naturally we want to we want to be wanna like yeah. That's, yeah. That's, right why yeah. do you want to relate so yeah. much but it's but it's like i think it's we feel like we feel like if we if we say we relate or like if we if we yeah. say then it makes it like that person will feel better and it's just like i'm not by myself yeah. but what we what, what we don't realize is by saying i understand is like you take things differently right me as a person if i if i was going through depression right for example i can feel all of these feelings but they might hit me differently to somebody else oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so me saying i understand how you feel doesn't make sense because people are different yeah i understand how you feel doesn't mean i understand how you are reacting to these emotions exactly uh, i could yeah. stab i could stab my toe on the corner of like the couch right and it can yeah. be the worst pain i've ever experienced and then somebody and could we come. Experience that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody could come and do the same thing, but then be like, "Ah, oh, it's nothing." But we all react differently. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, like, I've learned to be like, I don't understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's why, even even sometimes when we have a conversation, and you you know you're not feeling great. Yeah, true, true. I've never like I, you know, excuse me if I have. <laughs> you no, can correct me, but I. Yeah, I really try not to say I understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just like I don't. Yeah. You know. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. But I want to put a question. Um, Miranda can ask first, and then mm-hmm. maybe Joy. Mm-hmm. But the question uh, we talked about this previously. Okay. The question is like, do we think like do you guys think, uh, myself included, and also the people listening as well? I want to pose the question out there. Um, I think it would be good to start a conversation around what I'm about to ask. Do we think there should be more done as far as, you know, we're talking about counseling mm-hmm. and how helpful that is. Mm-hmm. Do we think there should be more done as far as the church goes, um, you know, to include things like a church counselor that actually knows what it's like to deal with people that are, you know, um, going through depression. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's actually, who actually has a, a background in that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. What's, how important do you think that is in also, I know this might be even harder to add on, but like, how can we go about it? Like implementing that, do you think? Oh. I know it's a tough question, yeah. but <laughs> no, I, I want to put it out there. It's very important. I yeah. think it's like top priority. I feel like it's something yeah. we've overlooked for so long. Mm. I think it's very important to have um, ways that you can help members of the church because as much as not many people open up about that stuff, a lot yeah. of people are dealing with stuff. Yeah. And it's not just the youth, even even women, mm. even men, they're dealing with depression. Mm. But it's the lack of help that mm. makes people kind of hold back and believe, nah, I can do it myself, I can heal myself, I can fix myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not just about finding a cure or a way to fix. Sometimes the other thing I was going to mention is sometimes when you're depressed, you don't need someone to fix what's going on. Mm. Sometimes all you need is like um, a support system, mm. whether it's someone just being there. They don't have to say anything, but they could just be there for you to just say what's going on, what's in your heart, what's yeah. in your mind, what's what's literally going on inside of you, yeah. for you to just let, like, let it out. Yeah. The person doesn't have to say, okay, the first thing we're going to do is um, take some antidepressants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sometimes people <laughs> don't need you to fix what's going on. Mm. Sometimes people just need you to listen. Yeah. To That's be a there. Very good point. Good point. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like even within the church, if, if people are to actually um, mm. take this as a as a serious thing mm. and to look for ways that they can help people, just understand that sometimes it's not always about... And that's why people say, trust God. Yeah. It's like a quick fix. I don't want to sit down and listen to you tell yeah. me what's wrong. Yeah. Trust God. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes people don't need you to tell them what's the solution. Mm. How can you know the solution without hearing what the problem is? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't just completely just the one thing you say just trust God. That's right. Like that's the cure for everything. Just trust God. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course, you tr- you can literally trust God, but still go through stuff. It doesn't mean you you're not trusting Him. Exactly. Yeah. That's it just means point. right now stuff is not it's not making sense. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you are in a place that you don't want to be in. You're low. Mm. You're discouraged. You're very down. And it's not saying that I don't trust God. You know, God is gonna take you out of that season. Mm-hmm. But right now, in the moment, yeah. the fact is you're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, and the other thing as well, like how we go about it, I feel like people should be trained properly. People, I feel like if mm. someone has never 
being a therapist or dealt with talking to people or whatever if they don't have people skills mm. why are they a counselor if they don't know how to create a space where someone can be vulnerable how yeah. to, if you've met some counselors the first session sometimes you might not even talk mm. there's some situations where they know that this is heavy on someone yeah they just allow you to sit there and you just sit in silence because they know that they're people who have a hard time trusting they have a hard time opening up yeah, yeah. and they make yeah. it okay for you to they don't yeah. say you're wasting my hour mm-hmm. mm. they say if we're going to sit in silence we'll sit in we'll silence sit in, yeah because they know that once they create that trust wow. with you eventually you're going to be like okay they actually care about me though because why mm. would they sit with yeah. me in silence yeah. for an hour yeah. yeah eventually you open up slowly and then now you get the healing now they get to help you but you can't force people to say just say it yeah open yeah. up Come yeah, on, no, just open yeah, up. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Why are you? Why are you like this? Huh? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When you lack the experience in yeah. mental health, there's no way you can help people. Mm-hmm. You actually mm. damage them worse. Yeah. If you have no experience in what you're doing, and I feel like it has to be a calling. If we're talking about the church, it has to be a calling because only God can show you how you can relate to people. Yeah. Because we are all His children. He knows us individually. Yeah. So if you actually rely on God, if you say God, I want to help your children, but you show me how to do it. God knows that's my son. I know what's hurting him. Mm. And I know how you can get to him. Exactly. So if the people actually, you know, take it as an important thing. Mm. It's something that they can pray to God and say, God, show me how I can heal your children through like use me as the means by which I heal your people. Yeah. I help them through. God will specifically show you that, okay, This one she's a bit different. You can't just attack. Oh, yeah. You can't just yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> God will literally tell you that how you can help this yeah. person. Maybe you just need to be calm. Don't push. Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy on them. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, I feel like they should be training. I feel like not everyone should be given the position. Yeah. But I also feel like they should have it shouldn't be one counselor in the church. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they should have more people yeah. because I think it can become too much. If one person mm-hmm. is carrying everybody's load, I feel like it's good to just have and it. You know, everybody's mm. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a lot, you know, and I feel like it's good to have training for more people who feel like that's their calling. Mm-hmm. I feel like it shouldn't be a thing of just randomly picking anyone because they fit the description. Oh yeah, you'd be a counselor. If you're not qualified for it, I feel like you can make more damage than you can heal people or help people. Mm. So I feel like the that's church so needs to take so it like seriously and yeah. train people. You know, and actually create like a family aspect in the church to let people know that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. If you're not feeling okay, we are here to help you. We are family. Mm-hmm. It's not about me telling you that oh, you have demons, oh, you're cursed, oh, you're this. We have to create that family environment. Yeah. Where people don't feel like they got to run away from the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than running to the church. Cuz sometimes churches they're chasing people out instead of bringing them instead in. Instead of bringing them, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's important. And there was just like um one thing that I wanted to add as well within the church. I think when it comes mm. to um depression, I feel like how can I explain this? I feel like I just lost what I was going to say. But um that's right with him. Yeah, when it was I couldn't say when it comes to depression. It was something that you were saying that I remembered when you were saying it but then now I'm like Yeah. Oh, what were you saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't remember what I was saying. But um if I can remember, I think it was just about um depression doesn't show up in one way. It's not just seeing someone just sad all the time. Yeah. Because everyone has different coping of mechanisms. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone can be depressed and they can just start going out partying like crazy. Because the be thing, thing is, yeah. we all have they different have coping mechanisms that sometimes we don't want people to pick out that something is wrong with them. Mm. So I try to girl, yeah. A change in behavior. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> I just go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you got one? I got one too. So, so when you were saying, um, yeah. there was something you were saying before, that came up to me. And I was like, there's no one way to see someone is depressed. Mm. It's not just, um, I'm just sitting in a corner and I'm just oh, crying. Just about and or, or I, I yeah. know, yeah, I know what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying so somebody different yeah, ways. Yeah. And sometimes you have to know someone. to really pick out okay this is out of your character sometimes yeah. someone being out of character that you can pick out okay something is going on mm-hmm. yeah. something is going on with you it's not just people pay attention to that no they don't know like no. she's having a bad day 
cool. Yeah. 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 And the thing, it's not always just sadness. It's not always someone. Sometimes some people call for help through um, their social media. Some people, oh, if you yeah. see people just posting sad, sad yeah. quotes or whatever, that's one way. I have, but a, another, I have a good story yeah. about that, but go on, yeah, continue. <laughs> that's one way, but some ways continue. are not so obvious because yeah. some people yeah. are used to hiding what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to be obvious so, yeah. for someone to pick up that something is wrong. Yeah. So sometimes you can find you just go out too much. Yeah. I've noticed that I do that as well. Mm-hmm. When I'm starting to be too outgoing, because it's not really in my character. But sometimes mm. it's because I don't want to deal with what's happening to me. I need a distraction. Mm. Yeah. And a distraction is me going out to parties, yeah. me going out here, going there, because I don't want to deal with what I got to deal with when I get home. Yeah, yeah. But it always comes back because after that party, you go home, you're alone now. Yeah, now you And you're, you're facing reality, I'm yeah. not okay. But the thing you want to do, early morning tomorrow, I'm out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't want to deal with what's going on. No. So there's so many different ways of knowing like there's not one way of knowing that someone is depressed it's not mm. just them sitting down and crying yeah, it's not just it, everyone has different coping mechanisms and i feel like once we break those things down we can be able to know that there are different ways of helping each other it's not just one way i think we also have to notice patterns mm-hmm. because uh from what i've noticed is mm-hmm. you tend to give your your attention to this other thing yeah and if you just notice that pattern of what is this other thing that this person keeps giving them yeah Obviously, this is not just one way guys i'm not saying it's one way but i was just yeah. something i've noticed yeah. that yeah. there could be another pattern like there could be another thing that they could be giving their attention mm-hmm. to that's, that's what i've done before yeah. yeah that 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 makes um that makes a lot of sense um why can i answer your question first before you say what you're going to say Oh, I, okay. Yeah, sure, babe. <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, I'll see. That's how deep I was. In. I was forget. forgetting. I even asked, asked yeah. the question. Yeah, I'm not even gonna ask another one. But when you were, what were you saying again? I think I have it here somewhere. You were talking about oh, mm-hmm. what the church. The yeah, church, yeah, like what can we do to? Yeah, yeah. Or what needs to be done, basically, to. And yeah. how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how? Yeah, yeah, that was another okay. part of it. The how might be a bit more difficult. I understand. So yeah. maybe necessarily you don't have to narrow down the how. But yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Don't worry. Okay. Who was that? Right. Well, don't mind me then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't mind me then. All right. Go. Never mind what I said. Go. <laughs> Just do what you want. Do we? Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, all I was gonna say, honestly, mm. first of all, let's just say that the pastor does not need to wear that many hats, guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say, truly and honestly, mm. is because. Yeah, we give the pastor a lot to handle. The pastor was called <laughs> to minister to the people. Wow. Pastor, I have, a we I have a parking ticket. <laughs> I have a fucking ticket. No, I need your help. I feel like we need to let the pastors do their ministry and focus on that. I have a headache. <laughs> I mean, that's it's true though because the church is the body. Yeah. Each single body part is important to the well-being of the body. Exactly, mm. not that one yeah. pastor. Yeah, the pastor yeah. can't be the legs and the eyes and the ears. Yeah. You know, he can hold something and then you be the eyes, you be but the ears. But we all, it all functions when everyone is involved yeah. and not put on one person. So I agree. You gotta play a role. That's very yeah. true. But yeah, yeah continue, babe. I think I even remembered. I think I was telling. No, okay. So I was because I was telling my dad. Mm-hmm. about some counseling or whatever it is mm-hmm. that I'm interested in, in and he was like oh, have you checked if they're like professionals you know in that mm-hmm. field type of thing and I was like damn you woke you're getting woke okay <laughs> <laughs> amazing but even that made like, me proud I was yeah. like yeah actually yeah. Good. I'm so glad you're taking note of that because mm. not every person that is a good listener, not every person yeah, that yeah. you know is trained within that field. Yeah. If that makes sense. So just in saying that, I don't believe you need to have like a counselor within the church or because we don't have like a do- an assigned doctor within the church. If that makes mm. sense. I understand though because this is emotional needs instead of physical needs. Yeah. Yeah. Which need to be taken care of wherever there is a community. That's yeah. true. Um, which is why I'm saying like today when we went to church and mm. like um, Jamie was giving the talk on active listening. Yeah. A friend of ours who's um, in her, she's majoring in psychology. Yeah, shout out to she, Jamie. Yeah, um, and she graduates soon. We know you're actually. listening. <laughs> and she's graduating soon actually. Yeah. And at the church they realized that we should start having lessons by her yeah. on active listening. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I'm hoping that we, it actually could go further than that. You know what I mean? Like active yeah. listening. Obviously, we're doing a couple sessions on that and then something else. Yeah. Because 
because um, the church is about you know discipleship and stuff like that um, dealing with people you're good you're gonna have to know how to actually deal with people if that yeah. makes sense. you're gonna have to learn all of these tricks and yeah not tricks but you know skills. you're gonna have to learn skills mm-hmm. yeah. you're gonna have to learn all of these amazing skills that will mm-hmm. help you in communicating and connecting with people because it doesn't come naturally so what i think yeah. actually since learning taking that from church today is i actually think it would be a great idea for churches to have workshops like that yes you know wow. with with wow. with yes Pastor Joie oh, is spoken yes, again. Pastor Joie is in the yeah. building, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, go on. It actually, it gave me that big idea, like, you know what? Every wow. church should probably have a workshop with mm-hmm. a trained, you know, counselor, mm-hmm. professional, psychologist, yeah. where they at least learn skills mm. of le- dealing with people. Yeah. Not so much skills of mental health of this and that. We can get to that, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. But just dealing with people, mm-hmm. you know? Because in there we were learning about, you know, like, facial expressions, mm. actually communicating, mm. how to listen, how to look at look into their eyes and focus, mm. how to not I think she called it she, I think she called it tops, I think topping the story. Where she said, um,